Welcome to the PTA Elevation Podcast, where we help physical therapist assistant students pass the NPTE on the first try without wasting time or money. To learn more about the services we offer, find us on Facebook by searching PTA Board Study Group or fill out the form linked in the description. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy today's podcast. All right, everybody. So today we're going to talk about reliability versus validity. So this is under the research component of what the board is going to ask you about. And so these are the two most common things that are going to show up when it comes to understanding what exactly is a test. Is it reliable? Is it valid? What's going on? I'm going to define those terms and then common other terms that show up on the boards that are probably important to know. And I'll highlight the ones that are super important. So let's start with reliability. So what's the definition of reliability? It's just the reproducibility or repeatability of the measurements. So what does that mean? Uh, It basically means if I'm able to do it on Tuesday, May 15th, I don't know if that was a Tuesday, um, that Joe can do it again on January 17th the following year. Basically, it means that over time and in between different people that this test can be reproduced. Essentially, I can administer the tug test on a patient for their reevaluation and at discharge, a different PTA or PT can administer the tug test again. And we can see that is a reliable test that is accurate at measuring everything that it's supposed to. So essentially what this is measuring is how accurate is this each time that I do it? That's pretty much what it is. With GONI measurements, how accurate is it that I'm going to be getting 120 degrees on somebody who's post-surgical, who has been working fine in the community, and that I can go back again and measure 120 again. That's essentially what reliability is, is can I do the same measurement different times and get the same results? And I pretty much can. It's pretty, there's a lot of tests out here that are reliable. So let's talk about the different types of reliability. So we got intra rater reliability. So when it comes to intra, that means between the same person. So the same person could be me, same person could be you, doesn't matter. But it's talking about the consistency of measurements that are made by the same person over time. So an example, I measure a girth measurement on my lymphedema patient, or let's say it's a, I don't know, We have somebody with a quad repair, quad tendon repair. Like I measure girth measurements at one point on their body and two minutes later, I check it again. I should be getting the same measurement each time because not much time has changed and that I am should be measuring it in the same spot, the same way each time. And it should be reliable in the fact that it's accurate. Like GONI measurements, I measure at 105, one minute, I come back to the next minute, I measure at 105 again. Like it should stay the same. And it should be um, accurate because it's me doing the exact same thing each time. And as long as we can see that that is true, then that would be an inter-rater reliability kind of measurement. Inter-rater reliability, on the other hand, is consistent measure the consistency of measurements made between two or more people over time. So example, I take the girth measurement, it reads 20 centimeters. I hand those measuring tape to you and say, you do it. You measure the same spot and you also get 20 centimeters. We have taken the same approach to measure the girth measurements of this individual. We both get the same measurement. Therefore, our mechanism of doing what we're doing is reliable because we are having consistent measurements between two or more people. Now, if I measure it and then I measure it again later, that would be intra-rater but this is two different people. So like me and I don't know, my PT, because we're not the same person. We both do the measurement. We see what we get. There we go. 
Now test retest reliability would be how consistent are the measurements made on the same individual or separate occasions. So what does that mean? That means that we're doing a test on one individual and then we do it again later. So that's why the PT will often list a ton of different tests to perform on reevaluation, such as a six minute walk test, timed up and go, five times sit to stand. All these measurements are used because they are reliable when it comes to test retest reliability. So for example, I'm checking this patient's girth measurements on May 1st and it's 20 centimeters. I do it on a reeval and they're at 22 centimeters now. So either that means that if they're a lymphedema patient, they got a little bit more lymphedema E, or let's say it's a patient who is like post quad repair or whatever, and we can see that their muscles are getting bigger. Awesome. So essentially we're just testing the same thing twice on like evaluation or a reval or something. And then we're testing it again later. That's pretty much how it goes. So um, alternate reforms of reliability. These are measurements that are done through standardized tests. Now for the boards, I would say intra-rater reliability, inter-rater reliability, and test retest reliability are the three most important. And then these last two at the bottom, just be kind of familiar what they are. So the alternate forms of reliability is like measurements done through a standardized test. So we're thinking like the GRE, the SAT, the ACT, the NPTE would be one of them. So we're seeing that patients or like people or anybody, if we're measuring them through a standardized test, so it would be a form of alternate forms of reliability. So for example, I pass the NPTE, I don't kill anybody. You pass the NPTE, you don't kill anybody. So wow, that's a reliable test because that's why we have people take a standardized test to see how they're going to react in certain situations, how they're going to go about test taking. If they're taking one test is gonna help them prepare for another test. That's just a thing used across the board that we can have alternate forms of. So think about it that the NPT has different forms that come up. You're not gonna take the same NPT that I did. Your classmate isn't gonna take the same one as you, but regardless of what exam you would take, it's a reliable measure of your ability to act competently as a clinician and safely. So that's kind of what it is. So that's something that we could, you know, think about when it comes to this alternate forms reliability, just a standardized test with different situational questions. Internal consistency is how well the measurements reflect one phenomenon. So what does that mean? If I'm measuring manual muscle testing, I am only assessing the strength of the muscles. I'm not testing the range of motion of the patient. I'm not testing the balance or anything that this specific test that I have chosen, manual muscle testing is only going to be assessing the strength of the muscles, nothing else. So that's what this internal consistency means is that it's consistent at measuring that one thing. All right, guys. Now validity on the other hand is the other one the board's gonna talk about. This is the degree to which a test measures what it's supposed to measure. So for example, goniometric measurements are a valid way of measuring objective range of motion. That's pretty much it. Does using a goni allow you to test range of motion in a way that is accurate to the actual degrees that it bends? Yep, so that means that the goni is doing what it's supposed to do. So that's what validity is. And I'll kind of explain how I think of the two and. Um, my little quirks to help me remember at the end, but let's talk about the different types of validity. So we've got face validity, which is exactly what this definition is, the degree to which a test measures what it's supposed to measure. So is GONI measuring range of motion? Yep, cool. That's a valid way to measure range of motion. Content validity. This is the degree to which a test measures the important elements of a construct 
and adequately reflect the content and the content only. So what does that mean? This means that if we are using one test, it is testing for one specific thing and it's going to reflect that one specific thing only. So for example, the score builders book uses this thing called the McGill pain questionnaire. And that's literally where you circle where it hurts on like a little body diagram. It's like a little figure, you circle it and then you can kind of put like a zigzag if it's achy, you can put like a triangle if it's like sore or something. And that's what the McGill pain questionnaire does is it literally is just a picture and it's very specific to the specific areas and describes the pain very specifically. So for example, this would be a valid test under the terms of content validity because it is measuring pain at specific locations and pain only. That is the only thing that it's talking about. It's like, where does it hurt and what does it feel like? That is the only thing this is measuring. There's no other room for other subjective information to get in the way. We are just using that. And that's why that's a very valid reason to say that. I'm sure you've asked the patient, how's your pain today? And all of a sudden they'll start talking about their head hurting or something like that. Like, and they'll start going off on a tangent. It's not very specific. Your question isn't getting to what you want it to ask. So therefore your question becomes invalid. This would allow it to be more valid. Just being like, I want to specifically measure this patient's pain. Let's go in and measure this patient's pain. And then we do it. And that's why this test would be valid because measuring what it's supposed to do. It's content because we're talking about a specific thing, a specific content, which would be pain in this situation. Construct validity is the degree to which a theoretical construct is able to be measured. So for example, we're thinking of how can we truly measure the strength of somebody? It's kind of hard unless we get everybody on like one of those strong power things and measure it completely. That's why we would use manual muscle testing, which it, in its nature can be somewhat subjective, but there's enough evidence out there to support a correlation between the measurements that you get for MMT testing to either girth measurements, kind of how we were talking about earlier with quad strength or something like that, increasing the size of the muscle, hypertrophy, and then also EMG, so nerve conduction velocity. So what this construct validity is essentially saying is that manual muscle testing is a good and valid way to measure strength because the theoretical construct has allowed it to be measured based on the evidence. And I know I'm probably not making a lot of sense with this, but essentially what construct validity is, is that I have this theoretical construct of strength. How do I measure it? Oh, let's use MMT. Oh, there's some evidence to support. There's a strong enough correlation. Awesome. That means that that test is valid enough to use. So that is what construct validity is. We can use a construct that we can't really, you know, measure, but then we use something to measure and it makes sense. So I want to talk about criterion validity. And so this is using different types of tests to stack up the tests against the gold standard. So what does that mean? We're seeing how valid this measurement or test is by comparing it to whatever the gold standard is of what we're testing. So like for range of motion measurements, we're using goniometers. That's the most like valid kind of thing. So it's whatever we're doing and then relate that to look at what the gold standard is essentially use that as our like blueprint to be able to do whatever we want to do when it comes to measuring. So concurrent validity would be how we would compare that test to the gold standard. So like, for example, my like Fitbit has a heart rate monitor on it. How valid is my heart rate monitor when it comes to measuring heart rate? Well, we would hook me up to an EKG while I also have my heart rate monitor on and we can see that the EKG is reading, what am I at right now? 95 beats per minute. I'm a little nervous because there's about to be a thunderstorm. And so I'm at 95 beats per minute. And if I hooked myself up to an EKG, it should also read 95 beats per minute. 
cool. That means that my heart rate monitor is a valid way to measure my heart rate because it's measuring heart rate, which is what it's supposed to do. Awesome. So concurrent validity, this is the, the, th the test that we're using to measure against the gold standard, which would be an EKG for heart rate. There we go. Predictive validity is how, like, how we would use a specific test or measure to predict future behavior. So for example, like for PT school, at least, this is why they make everyone take the GRE um, and then Pitt didn't even require it. Great, I took this stupid exam, but they have a correlation between students who score well on the GRE, specifically in the verbal section, tend to do better on the NPTE. So that's why they would make students take that because they want to predict that future behavior. Remember, all of our schools, all they care about is people passing the boards to make them look good and be licensed and stuff like that. So that would be a predictive measure. Another predictive measure would be if we were doing um, one of our five times sit to stands tests or our timed up and go test. If the patient scores very poorly on it, that puts them at more risk for a fall risk. So when it comes to board stuff, those are the things that we're caring about the most. Prescription validity is how we would use a test to help predict what kind of um, treatment the patient should, should have. So prescriptive as in like a prescription, what exercises would we prescribe this patient based on how the results of their tests would be? So like, for example, as I was saying before, like these balance tests, like the Berg balance test, let's say a patient does so bad on it, we realize that we need to focus on balance and proprioceptive exercises to help increase the score because that would put them more at a fall risk if they have a bad score on that test. So that's what prescriptive validity is. You use the test to determine um, what you should do with treatment. MMT, if the quad's weak, then we're gonna hammer the quads with terminal knee extension exercises. That's what we're gonna do. So that's how that works because we can kind of see how the prescription we use will help us get the desired outcome later on. And it's valid because we see that that works. We want a patient have stronger quads. We work their quads, they get stronger. Boom, boom, their test gets better. That's kind of what it is. So basically, <laughs> reliability is how accurate is this at doing it? So I always like to think reliable people are on time. So people who are on time are accurate with their arrival time. That's kind of how I remember it. So reliable people show up on time at the exact precise time that they need to show up. That's how I remember it for accuracy and stuff. Validity is, um, is it measuring what it's supposed to do? I say valid points are supposed to be good. So if you're making a valid point about something, it should be a good point that's going to help me in this situation. With validity, it should be something that's supposed to be doing what it's supposed to do. That's kind of how I remember it. That doesn't help you throw it out of your mind, but this is just what I kind of did. So I like to put the valid points are supposed to be good because the supposed to isn't measuring what it's supposed to. That's how I remembered it. So reliability, accuracy, validity, is it measuring what it's supposed to do? All right, guys, sample question. A physical therapist assistant is, has elected to use the Tinetti test to assess a patient's functional mobility. The therapist has chosen this test because research supports that this specific test is a good indication on how well a patient will be able to avoid fault in their home. What would this be an example of? One, intra-rater validity. Two, predictive validity. Three, prescriptive validity. Or four, intra-rater reliability. So I'll give you guys a second to think about that. All right, guys, so this is pre predictive validity. 
Why? Because we're trying to see if this test is going to help predict if the patient is going to be having a certain behavior, because that's the definition of pr predictive validity. Does the test predict a certain behavior? Yes. So the Tenetti test is a nice, valid, and reliable test that we would use to assess a patient's functional mobility. And if they score a certain score, they're at more risk for falls. So as long as they're scoring what they're supposed to, they shouldn't be falling in their home. If they're scoring lower, we can see that there is a higher fall risk with this patient. So this is a valid test. So let's just make sure we're going through the other ones to make sure that we're on track. Intra-rater validity. This isn't really too much of a thing. The board is going to throw this in there to confuse you between uh, reliability and um, validity. So this is incorrect. If we go to number three, the prescriptive validity. So if it was prescriptive, we would say because of this score, the therapist has elected to use Romberg stance, balance, hurdle and negotiation exercises to improve mobility and balance and stuff. If we had seen that the patient scored a specific score and then we decided to do a certain intervention because of that score, that would be prescriptive because we're using the test to prescribe exercises. So that would be incorrect because there's nothing in here saying about that. We're talking about that this test will predict if this patient's going to fall. So this is a predictive validity test because we see patients that score really bad on the Tenetti test end up falling. <laughs> like not, it's not always like a causation correlation kind of thing, but we can see that there is a higher correlation of patients falling who score badly on the Tenetti test. Now the intra-rater reliability. So we haven't measured anything twice. That's usually when we can talk about intra-rater reliability is if the question starts talking about they measured it one time and then they measured it another time or the same person measured it twice. All that we're saying is this person chose this test because it predicts behavior, which would be predictive validity. So that is why number four is wrong. I hope that this helps clear th things up, reread this stuff, replay this if they're a little confused. I wouldn't spend too terribly long on this because there's only going to be one question on the boards. Just have a good enough idea that you can answer correctly. All right, guys, take care and have a lovely rest of your day. I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of the PTA Elevation Podcast. We look forward to continually serving you as you embark on your journey towards becoming a licensed physical therapist assistant. We thank you for your continued support and we'll see you in the next episode.